Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestle Your Perception podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. You know her. I'm going to give her a short intro. I've already given her long intros before. It's the ever-present, incomparable, undeniable Coach Casey Rotundi. Welcome, Casey. What's up? <clears throat> Nothing Hi, much. Hi, husband. Hi, wife. Nice to see you. Yes. Nice to see you as well. So, <laughs> so it's very rare when we can, we'll set aside time together without the kids. So we decided to do a podcast. So the podcast, I mean, we've had a very, very well, busy. You've been asking me to do a podcast for a while. No, I haven't. I haven't been okay. asking her. I've, I've gotten up the courage finally. To no, I've it. been, I have. I've been asking you for a very long time and. She's she's ready, and we got a lot to talk about. So we're probably going to do this in possibly three parts, but it's definitely going to be two parts. And we, we'll try not to keep you guys more than an hour, even though that's not how I roll. Yeah, I can't. I can't. But that's how she rolls. We got to keep it moving, y'all. Life is fast. Keep it moving. Yeah. So where we're at, <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna have to start. Casey, I got Casey to do this podcast because she wanted to help people it's been rough for her for our family and for everybody that's been going through the past two years and we've had she's had a lot of health um health setbacks i would say in the in the past year or even in the past six months a lot so it's been one thing after the other since the pregnancy yeah you know my body has not been mine since i've been pregnant i guess so when when were you pregnant I know, but <laughs> you say let's it. remind people that um, the last time I was on this podcast was when the gym went out of business and I was seven months pregnant. And since then, we had a amazing, beautiful, talented, smart, funny little baby girl that is just just such a delight. She's a singer <laughs> and a dancer, I mean, and Marco's the best big brother. And it's just it's that's been the biggest blessing. Through everything. And now talking about the babe after you gave birth to Amelia, because I'll start there. It's it kind of, I'm not, that kind of kicked off a lot of uh, issues. Yeah. Well, setbacks. Well, everyone knows how hard it is to be postpartum, right? And luckily for me, this was my second go round of postpartum. Case, a lot of people don't know how hard it is to be okay, postpartum. Okay, you're right about that. Because you know? I've had, um, you know, pe- women without children sometimes they won't understand, and and it's it's fine because I didn't and understand that is it. Fine. And if if you have children or don't have children, you don't understand. Or even it. from a man's perspective, a mother, um, and especially the first time you become a mother, it's it like you almost have to grieve your former life in the sense that like I mean, obviously kids are just the biggest blessing, but everything changes, and so even like having autonomy and independence is. You know, you have to mourn that a little bit as a mom and you are number one and you know their needs and it's just, it's a, it's such a big role. And so I'm happy that, I felt really bad actually for mo- moms that were giving birth for the first time and that still are because it is a different world and you don't have help. So off the bat, being postpartum, you like, you know, once you, you got a nice paternity leave, but okay. overall, like new moms need help and so i'm now have my 3-year-old home full time 
and this new baby. And, you know, I, I, I picked up pretty quick, I think. But then things just kept getting bumpier and bumpier. And, I mean, the thing is, most women, you're going to need help postpartum. It takes a village. And with the pandemic, anybody will tell you that's a mom. Like, you got it. Like, you guys are amazing out there, all the moms out there, because it's been it's been hard to be full-time and not have the ability to care for yourself sometimes and not being able to have people come help you out or get them out of the house. You know, that's rough in itself. We all had a terrible 2020. I am positive of that. So the biggest thing why you wanted to do this and why you agreed to do this is because I think you came out on the other side of a lot of of a lot of setbacks. And we're obviously well, going to get to the setbacks, but you wanted to let people know that they're not alone and there is help. Right. And that's that's a little layer there of being postpartum is where we'll start. So that's where the story begins. Four months postpartum. Now people don't know that I we intended to get pregnant because cancer runs in my family and we're like I'm turning 37 now or never and so we got pregnant, we had the baby, everything was going to be fine and and move on and then everything just flipped because when I did this preventative surgery to have everything removed, it turns out there was cancer in there. And this is four months postpartum. And the cancer was is a very rare cancer. So the surgery that you got, explain to people what it is because they don't know what it was. Oh, um, well, I, I opted to have all of my lady parts removed, my reproductive organs. So meaning that technically I am menopausal. So... You know, there's another curveball there for your hormones, which actually I think balanced me out postpartum, to be honest, because women are adjusting for a long time after they give birth. And um, so I'm on I'm on synthetic hormones now. That is a patch on my belly button. And uh, I was not expecting them to call me back and tell me they found a rare cancer that had been caused from the placenta that I grew. And, um, you know, you grow the placenta for the baby. It keeps them safe. Um, but it, the placenta, uh, like, became cancerous for me and went into my uterus. And, you know, I'm, my, my genetics is, we're prone to these things, unfortunately. So I was somewhat prepared, but not really ever to hear that, you know, I, I was on, on top of the world the beginning of, of 2021. Like, 2020's gone. Let's move on. But, you know, 2020, like, postpartum, um, anxiety is a big thing that people don't talk about. It's not depression. It's something else. It's like, and then imagine them going through it during a pandemic. It's, it's a mofo for everyone who has anxiety, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, I, t- I took a couple curveballs, and then after the surgery to hear, to hear that I'm flying high and I did the right thing and that I. You were recovering very well. I had, yeah, I was recovering great. Um, and all recovery is the same. I just want to interject that little bit of knowledge is that fr- whether it's postpartum or my breast cancer surgeries or I didn't have cancer, go back to my soil, you'll figure it out. But uh, I've had a lot of surgeries. And whether it's knee or your insides or anything, it's all the same type of recovery. And we can get more into that later. Um, but I'm recovering like a boss. And then I hear that they called me on the phone, the doctor, and I remember yeah. sitting on the toilet and I answered the call because I was like, why are they calling me? Yeah. You know? 
and you were at work mm-hmm. and I, I had a client coming and I chose to still take the client and not tell my dad who was there to watch the kids. Shout out to my dad, number one babysitter in the world. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> Luigi couldn't have finished SWAT school without him because no, I this guy, know. we didn't even see him for the month of November. So figure out, figure out that math in terms of being postpartum as well. Yeah. Uh, shout out to him and everyone in a tactical medic and the SWAT team. <laughs> go finish what you're sorry. saying. It's okay. <laughs> hey guys. Finish what you're saying. Um. Anyways, yeah. So then they told me they had to go back in to the same incisions to get out lymph nodes to make sure that the cancer didn't spread. And, and how many weeks after did they have to do that lymph like, node surgery? I think it was five, two weeks. Was it five weeks? Was it five weeks? So It was we three weeks later they called me. They had to send right. my lab right. results to John Hopkins, Hopkins to make sure what they were looking at. And that's why it took me three weeks to get those results. Yes. Uh, and it was just like, oh, because it was, I Such had this surgery form. beginning of January, end of January I found out. I think it was January 25th to be exact. And I chose not to really tell anybody around me. And I just remember... Um, which probably wasn't a good idea. It was, just, it was because I didn't want to have to. I waited till my kids went to bed to tell my. We told my dad, and you came home. Yeah. And, um, obviously, Station Fifty Two, you rock. Like they've been so supportive of my husband's career and everything he's done, whether the SWAT move or, you know, just being there for me with the recoveries. And so we had this next surgery. Thank God, nothing's in my lymph nodes. Flying high again. Let's go. We got Spartan coming up. I'm an athlete. Let's get to business, right? So recovered like a but boss. That was a rough time. Once again. From, oh, let, me set, let me go back a little bit okay. because it's a, it was a really rough time from when you found out about the cancer, which is what was the name of it? Hell yeah, it was a rough time. It was, oh my gosh, placental site trophoblastic tumor. It's very rare. And there's uh, no studies on it. There's no information well, on it. There's not a lot of a lot of people that have that they found it in because it's advanced it, so quickly. Mm, yeah, because the thing is, you grow it in your placenta. Who's to say it didn't happen right when you first started growing the placenta? Meaning, I could have not have fully delivered the baby, but still gotten the cancer at any point. Yeah, and so mothers that get this, they usually do not find out until it's in their lungs. No, until it's at least yeah, because uterus cancer is or uterine cancer is a silent killer, mm-hmm. and by the time, um, like you know, I'm on it because my family history. Don't drop the ball on your health, guys, and so people will dis- get rid of the placenta, obviously, and then come to find out down the road maybe that was the cause. They don't, they won't know. It's crazy. So, anyways, but uh, but I remember. I'm sorry to cut no, you off, but you I remember go. reading about it when I read about. PSTT, right? PSTT. And I remember seeing that it's such a rare form of cancer and you can't really catch it because it's in the placenta and then it's before you know it, it's in your lungs. And the only reason why Casey caught it is because she had a total hysterectomy. And because we lost our business, y'all. You know, that's true too. You know, we had plans and then life happens. Microphone. Life happens, and you know what? Uh, we built something in our backyard, and I invited people, or people hit me up, and I didn't need to promote it. I wasn't, I wasn't doing much to let people know because we were in a pandemic, and just because I owned a business doesn't mean that like I wanted everybody coming to my house. 
And there's certain people, <clears throat> you know who you are, one person, that felt that they should have been entitled. Meanwhile, I knew her for three months. And I'm sorry, I'm going off now. But, you know, like, you can't push a, a, a brand new postpartum woman, five weeks postpartum, to and, and try to invite yourself to their house, like, as if I owe you something because my business went out of business. And you, this is where I'm talking about women in, that are older that might not understand what a mother deals with. So just, sorry, I'll calm down. But anyways, we were, we were rocking and rolling in that way. I don't well, even know okay, I know where we went. So th- listen, we, if we didn't lose the gym, if the gym didn't close, we would have never caught this cancer. That is 100% basically. true. That's basically. 100% true. Because especially given the fact that like, oh, we in a pandemic, I got to go to work and figure out how we're going to operate. It would have ca- been, I, I don't know how I would have survived Casey, in general. Casey would not have gotten the surgery if the gym was still open. If How about this? How could I take time I'll go, off? I'll, go, I'll say all this. If COVID didn't happen, Casey wouldn't have gotten the surgery. So it's pretty crazy how things turn out. I'm not saying Maybe, obviously. Perhaps if we didn't have a pandemic, I'm not saying if a freaking pandemic. It was perfect. Saved my uh, saved my wife's life, and God made no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm God made that happen for her. You never know, baby, but, because <laughs> here I am, and I'm gonna praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> but the um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about your dad. <laughs> What oh, he's going to say when he hears that. So, anyway. So, yeah. Basically, the, pan- the COVID happened. And if it wasn't for COVID, the gym probably would have still been open. And Casey probably wouldn't have gotten the surgery. Probably as quickly, so. for sure. Because, you know, um, like I went to work three weeks after giving birth to Marco. So, imagine having, um, you know, just, I don't know, like just... If I didn't, you know, because Marco was supposed to be in school as well, you know, yeah. so that w- that's also part of it. Like, you know, us new mothers, we didn't get to bond with our new baby as much either. So I think I think that kind of. What do you mean? It, well, because when um, part of postpartum in general is being able to bond with your baby. And when you have another child oh. or several, some of you amazing moms. Uh, needing everything from you all the time, it's hard to bond with that baby one on one, and so I'm I'm very grateful for where we are now. And sorry, I had to throw What's, that in there. Why are you saying sorry? Because I know I sidetrack, but no, I, that's I really the whole want idea. the moms to feel that they are heard, like hundred percent. Yeah, you always been a good advocate for women. Thank you. I I want to encourage women to be a good advocate advocate. A good advocate for each other. That is my number one goal, to be honest. I, I like seeing women encourage each other because there's too much tearing each other down. I don't I don't like that at all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and people will say they don't agree, but then they do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can't know, help like it. I don't want the drama, but here's a bunch of your it. drama. Yeah. Like anyways, so um, we ain't about that life for real. So you were so okay, you had we had we found out about the cancer. Then you got the you had the lymph node surgery, which was a rough surgery because you had to get your lymph nodes well, removed. That one actually scared me more. I've had a lot of surgeries, and usually, um, you know, muscular skeletal s- system. So, like the lymph node thing scared me because I keep uh, the complications that could happen. I could have lymphedema issues, which actually I do 
every once in a while. Like I went ahead and did OCR World surprise, right? We'll get to that. Um, and I I was swollen down there afterwards, and you know, it's um, yeah. Where in your abdomen, right? In, in my lymph nodes. Okay, and the lymph nodes in your abdomen. Uh, yeah, where I've had surgery, I'll get swollen there okay. if, I, if I, you know, I guess I overdo it or perform too hard. I guess. Yeah. Um, because I came back, but but, you know. That didn't, that never really happened before when I, you know, I jumped in on the Spartan. I didn't expect anything of myself. And this was after the lymph node surgery? This was after both surgeries. So, how many weeks after? Two surgeries in 2021, January and in March, six weeks apart from each other, I believe. And then in April, I podiumed in the Boca Sprint somehow. And I think that's just God flexing on him for real. And because. I I mean I have a I had a lot of pent up emotions too like like I said like a caged animal at the time I think and I mean it was just like oh this is something familiar that we can all enjoy in uh, only they didn't have spectators but I mean it was like home it was like coming home and seeing your teammates again because um, I never was able to get anything class wise off the ground because I I I just never was able to get there mentally yeah and um time wise i mean I'm, I'm busy yeah and uh you know so did that then then two weeks later not a fluke i got second place again go figure and everything was but, fine no it wasn't well okay <laughs> so here's the thing i also have an autoimmune disease apparently well we'll go to the autoimmune disease but what about oh mentally yeah you gotta touch I on mean, that well, i mean okay, the, yes, this whole time 100 percent because that's always been a lingering thing. The thing is with, you know, you always just got to keep trying. And that's where I'm at today. It's like no matter what crappy thing happens, you have to keep trying. You don't really have a choice. And I'm lucky that I'm so blessed with these two little babies. That how could I not smile and laugh and, you know, but what were you have going joyous through? days? Like, but what were you going through? Uh, mentally, uh, I can't even, I just like my own torture, like, uh, battleground in my mind constantly and it still is sometimes definitely not as bad because I I've made so many changes to conquer that because even society as a whole was kind of driving us all towards fear over faith like in terms of being able to believe in if not God in something in yourself at least because you have to be confident in your journey to get anywhere whether it's recovery or whatever goal and so you know I get lit. I get I get like, yeah, like I'm being pushed in this direction because I look at everything bad that happens is like being pulled back through an arrow. And, you know, I'm it's just going to launch you forward because that's all it's ever done before. This is a far pull. <laughs> this was very far. I this was this wasn't a pull. This was like a drag through the mud, like with my mouth open, learning how to water <laughs> ski for the first time. <laughs> but. So what I'm saying is throughout this whole time, because we're going to go in detail because we said we were throughout. The, am I right? Yeah, please. Because okay. people because throughout are this, not, I'm not alone. Because throughout this whole time. And y'all not, from not 2020 to 20 and then carrying into 2021 is you. What was your mental state? I had severe anxiety, but like I did, I do things all. I but do you keep doing things. Possible I know you kept doing things. Overcome whatever it is and you know obviously exercise helps but 
the whole thing at the end of the day for everybody is you have to make time for yourself. And especially as parents, parents, not just moms, but parents in general, like it's hard to make time for yourself, but you have to because you set the tone for your household. And I wasn't doing that. Um, in that time, okay, so the autoimmune disease, this is important because I had back issues lingering since I gave birth and I just figured uh, I got hit with an epidural wrong or something. And when I finally got that checked out in December, already knowing I'm about to have major surgery in January, I went to the orthopedic doctor just to see what was up, maybe get a shot in my back or something. And he was like, oh, you have rheumatoid arthritis. And I was not expecting that. And I actually couldn't deal with it at the time. So I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing. And I think that was survival mode. Number one was compartmentalizing. Stay, stay right there because I want you to elaborate on rheumatoid arthritis and autoimmune disease because people think rheumatoid arthritis is like arthritis in your hands and it hurts. Well, um, it, it's, it's, it's way different. Yeah. So elaborate on that and the umbrella term. So... Well, rheumatoid arthritis is basically an autoimmune disease where there's inflammation in your joints. And so your body's attacking itself, which is very painful. And people can have it anywhere and everywhere. It's And sometimes it's bad and sometimes it's not. And that's what you'll hear people say, flare up. So autoimmune, this is happening. Your body's doing it itself. So what I've been told is that be- my cancer, you know, causes a stressful reaction in your body. And then also probably bearing a whole bunch of grief with my gym and, and, you know, postpartum and whatever, bearing everything, um, you know, perhaps that didn't help either. But I've been told that the cancer triggered the autoimmune disease most likely. And there could be a genetic factor to this one as well. So That's what is your... Ankylosing spondylitis. Say it again. actually what I have. Ankylosing spondylitis, which is hard to get diagnosed with, it turns out, because it, it, it hides itself and it's not as common in women. Um, and I'm sure every woman has some back pain, especially postpartum. So I wasn't expecting, I was just like, gosh, I really got to like work my core. And I, you know, as a professional, and I like to consider myself a fitness expert because I'm very well educated. I did a lot of rehab settings, especially. I know how to recover from things, these things, right? And I couldn't fix my back. And I was just, that's when I went to the doctor, the orthopedic, and he finally said rheumatoid arthritis. And then I went into surgeries and wasn't able to get a rheumatology doctor until June. And so June comes around. I do all these other tests and shout out to Dr. Farbman. He's amazing because he got it on point. He's like, who told you you have rheumatoid arthritis? And I said, my ortho. And he said, it's actually ankylosing spondylitis. And I've never heard of this, but... Um, and I'm not going to deep dive into it because that's another thing. I, I've chosen to, like, lock up my mindset, and I don't deep dive in the Internet at all. Like, not social media, not not things that I'm going to, like, you know, catastrophize in my head. So Because a lot of times it influences your thoughts, and your yeah. thoughts influence how you feel. 100%. So you got to – if you do a little research, you learn a little bit, cool. If you deep dive sometimes on elements that you have – a lot of times it makes it worse. Sometimes yes. you can figure things out, though. You can, so, like, you're, like, I'm not going to be the cause of my own suffering. I knew It depends on your personality, because yeah. your personality will be the cause of your own suffering. Well, it's easy to, when you're in pain all the time. And when this doctor said ankylosing spondylitis, I was relieved, because 
I had actually forgotten about this pain for so long because I was having surgeries and on anti-inflammatories. And so when this pain came back with the vengeance, I was like, oh, oh, H. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm trying to keep it clean so anybody of all age could hear this and I can play it for my kids one day if they need it. But I... I came off the anti-inflammatories and I was just in a bad spot and I wasn't any stronger and it just didn't make any sense. How am I so high performing and not even being able to function on a daily basis? Like I look, I wake up, I'm so stiff, I'm in pain and I have to go straight to once again, being a postpartum mom and holding a growing baby. And so ankylosing spondylitis is specific arthritis type of immune disease where it attacks my spine the joints in my spine are inflamed and movement is the only thing that helps it's actually stagnancy that can make it worse and that's why I feel it more in the morning or you know just holding my kids and stuff like it's it's bad I can't it's hard to even cuddle and I mean Luigi's had to deal with with all this too and he's just the best he's the best dad the best husband I love you so much thanks Thanks. I love you too. <laughs> so, <laughs> the um, Her husband and wife surprise. Yeah. <laughs> ha! So the um. So you were able because people are like, oh wow, what this girl's doing uh, obstacle course racing and she's getting podiums and whatever and whatever. It's like, how? Oh my gosh! It's the dichotomy of my. Nervous. What is that? What does dichotomy mean? It's kind of like you know conflicting. Like paradox, because here I am. What does paradox mean? Oh my gosh. It's like. (laughs) Go, go. Like almost a hypocritical. Like here I am, this high performing functional athlete. And yet I can't function on a daily basis. It It hurts to drive and cuddle and just be a person. And yet when I'm actually given time to warm up and move, I feel amazing. And I, and I don't feel pain whether it's just walking or whatever. And so that's how I was able to do all these. But now, I hate to say it, guys, that OCR World was my swan song. I'm I'm pretty much done with OCR. I have to be. I'm at risk for vertebrae, uh, vertebrae uh, fractures, and I don't – I it's not worth it to me. I can't reason going and doing this stuff and then being in pain laying with my child. But – there's a strong chance that she can go into remission. That's my mantra. It's your slogan. Listen, can y'all just say it with me real quick, like three times right now? Casey will go into a Coach Casey. Thank you. I, Coach I'm, Casey. I'm still Coach Casey, ride or die. I'm figuring it all out, and that's what I'm here to say in a Coach Casey way. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't, can't. My rap name would be Casey Masterpiece. I've already thought of this. Because of the barbecue sauce, yeah, guys. That's true. So, okay. Because these ridiculous things you say, you throw me off. <laughs> so, that's our life, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say the like, ridiculous where things. Where are you coming from? We're like, what? What are you? What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, if you guys know Casey personally, she speaks her own language, especially through text. I'm, wor- I'm She thinks that you're in her head, and she says things <laughs> that are in her head in a text message, and it doesn't make any freaking sense. And I have to, t- like, just send me an audio <laughs> message because I don't know why. De- she'll be like, what's a perfect example of how this just this happened recently? I, <laughs> I don't know, but your response was great. You go, 
and it was a serious response. I was like, oh no. And then it was like, you have to understand that nobody understands what you're talking about when you text. It, they don't. It's like it's it. Nobody understands. I'm gonna I'm gonna look no, it up. No, no, no. Okay, let's move on. No, no. No, no. no. Go, go ahead, talk. I'm, I'm listening. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay, ankylosing spondylitis. Okay, so now where are you at with ankylosing spondylitis? Because it was what? How many months that you were going on with this for? Um. So apparently, it's something I was probably born with, and that maybe you know. Um, other, uh, other women, apparently this is common happen after pregnancy for the women that do have it. So I'm guessing like, you know, whatever happens to your joints and the relaxing and your hormones with your things getting relaxed in different positions during pregnancy. Um, I guess that's why I'm feeling it more. I don't really know, but the inflammation of course is the main root of the cause. Wait, is that, is that the right thing? The inflammation is the main root of the the cause? cause? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is the cause of ankylosing spondylitis or cause of the pain? Because it's, it's it's your immune system is attacking your spine, yeah. which is sending inflammatory. The, the inflammation, you know, if you have something that's like swollen in your ankle and your ankle's really sw- like like in pain, you know, you're stiff and it makes it hard to walk on that ankle. Well, imagine you're freaking back, and so the problem with this disease is. It to protect your spine, it wants to lay down new bone, and that's what they call bamboo spine. Yeah. And so um, imagine what that does to your nervous system. Like, why do you think I can't function? Because I try, I, you make fun of how good my posture has always been. Yeah. And I'm always very aware of my posture. But like, it's like with this, I want to succumb to bad postures to put less pressure off the area of my spine where it's hurting. And so, you know, like right now I'm in a, a recliner, which is good. Um, trying to convince Luigi to get that zero gravity bed. What's up? Mm-hmm. Like ten thousand dollar bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you spend a lot of time sleeping. It's uh, don't don't sleep on your sleep, guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get yourself a good mattress. <laughs> Keep going. Sleep number. Come on. So I know, right? I'm trying to sell them. Um, so where I'm at right now is I kind of t- I isolated myself. I took myself off social media. So I isolated myself. That was kind of also the problem with pandemic life is going through can- like I was on so many fucking sorry. So many sides of this guy, uh, uh, of this pandemic, but by far the worst was having cancer. Being a oncology patient during this time when I couldn't have you by my side for most things. He couldn't come with me to doctor appointments even when we were having the baby. And, oh, he was lucky he tested negative to be able to be in the birth room, you know. But it's just, it's like the isolation like made me hard. And it's like, well, then I got to the point where I don't, I don't need anybody. And I just didn't feel like anybody kind of cared in a way, like really cared because, you know, people do care, of course. But that's why I got on social media. I was like, I'm not going to explain this to anybody because like I said, it doesn't make any sense. I look healthy and fit and I'm in so much pain all the time and I can't explain it. And so I don't want to explain it to other people. And I can't gloss over these things as highlight reels. Oh, I'm doing a rig, so everything's cool, right? And, you know. But then when you pick up your baby, how much pain you're in. Right. And if I try to describe these things, then I'm just having a pity party. Like, so that's why talking about it right now is good because I want my tone to be heard that I'm going to be fine. Every single one of you are going to be fine. We're going to get through all this stuff because that's what you have to do. What is your choice? So I'm just trying to figure out how I can function really with my kids because like I said it's hard to drive sometimes and my main job is mother wife and I take care of my household 
Yeah. And I stopped working back in July because I got the vaccine and it like threw me. And I kind of want to talk about this for a second because people are judging. And I, this is another reason why I got off social media. I, I can't stand the hate. Like we can't judge each other on each other's decisions. We're different people, right? We all have different experiences. So I took a while to accept the vaccine because I was terrified of it. Um, because what I was going through with my cancer and everything, because it came out around the same time I had the, I heard that I had cancer. So yeah. no, I'm not going to jump in line to get a vaccine. And then you hear from certain other people like, like you're responsible for your community. It's like, well, I need to watch out for myself. So you can't put that on me that I need to put something in my body. I'm not comfortable putting my body. And that's just my, my angle. But then I became too scared not to get it. And I'm so glad I did even though at the time it really kind of threw me. I had a big reaction to it. And then I just realized I can't handle my life. And I couldn't handle going outside even to train people anymore out of our garage and backyard rigs and the, in the garage gym, because I was sweating so much trying to adjust to my hormones Yeah, and I was just getting dehydrated, not feeling good. And also with this, with this, whenever I heard autoimmune disease in the first place, I decided to really tighten up on my nutrition because everyone, you know, being holistic, like I can conquer this without medicine and, you know, just going back, leaning on what I know as a health and fitness expert and nothing was working. And so I had to understand that not only like that I needed help on a molecular level of, you know, one dealing with whatever was happening to my mental state at the time and two controlling this physical pain because what is the point if my quality of life is in the drain I can't like I feel like some days I am just hoping the day goes by because I'm in so much pain you know mm-hmm. and it's 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 complicated and convoluted because you know I'm a person who my placenta gave me the cancer and yet the poetic part about it is my genetics are passed on to that little girl who's going to have to face the same challenging situations. And I can only pray and know that medicine will be further along in science with that. And she'll have an easier time. It's not a hundred percent because, but like, you know, I have guilt about that. And then, uh, yeah, it's not a hundred percent. She even has it. You and we've why? been told that she doesn't have because cancer of me. now either. What? Because of my genetics. Yes. She looks just like you. I don't even see myself ever when I look at her. <laughs> So it's hard. It, nothing is guaranteed where you're going to pass anything bad to the kids or any type of, you know, so we don't sure, know that. Amen. Because she's dark and, you know, she came out of my body. We got to tell this, though. Well, they're half of me. She so came out with just eyes not. wide open. That's Julie's got my big eyes. That's what people say. Eyes wide open, not making a peep. And that is so her personality because she just stared at us for like an hour. Yeah, she just like, looked she around. Like, she didn't even she cry. Okay? She just looked around. What were you saying? She's looking around. No, yeah, she was looking around, around. and that's what she does. She takes it all in. She's such a little dolly, and uh, Marco's just the best big brother, and she's so lucky to have him because he's just an incredible kid. And I'm that's the thing is like you know my passion went all into that, and I'm so lucky that I had that because it really did. it, It gives me no choice but to pick myself up out of bed and and get to work. I don't have a choice because I think. The worst time of my life was when I was younger going through a bunch of surgeries because you're, you know, I don't, like... You'd be just drinking. These are just such a blessing. They really are. What would you be doing? My family. 
I'd, I'd be probably drinking, you know, probably just, and this is what I'm sure other people have done. I know some of you that, you know, you're going through something and you lean on those bad habits, but where does that get you? It doesn't get you anywhere and it doesn't help your problems, especially if you're eating like crap. That number one is that. Um, but what I was going to say is that actually, I actually, I also kind of, for me anyways, I took it a little too far. Like I was almost scared of food and I've had, you know, I talked, I talked about this once in a post where, you know, like touched on eating disorders in the past. And that's why I like teaching people to treat themselves as athletes. Cause you have to fuel yourself to perform and function and, and be injury free. But, but I, exactly. And like, look at Amelia Boone, you know, she's very open about it and I'm glad she is. I'm, I'm yeah, long past those ideas. So what were you going to say, babe? No, I'm saying she's very open about it. And I, I think I, she's yeah. helped a lot of people. And it helps her, I'm sure, to share. But I that's not what I wanted to do with my story. Not yet. I needed preservation because I was at the end of my rope. Because when I found out it was ankylosing spondylitis, th- during the same time I'm getting thrown with this vaccine, I was sick and feverish and sweating and just terrible. And then I find out about this and I was just like... I didn't have time to process. This is late July. I didn't have time to process anything. And, and then my can- my six-month cancer scans are coming up. And I was like, I got to go. Ne- social media was so negative. And I just needed to be able to control my mindset because everyone wants to perpetuate fear these days and different opinions and just negativity. And, and also, you know, not for nothing, but I'm a little sad not to have my team and to not be able to do the things – that I, I'm not Coach Casey O'Sara Ninja, and I don't know who I am, and I don't, and that's what I'm figuring out, and I'll I'll figure it out, but I don't need to do it in live time. I'll be back, cause I and I even said this. I started a therapist, cause that's important, guys. If you haven't, if you haven't, it's definitely important. Shout out and, to all the therapists, and you should definitely talk to one. Absolutely, because I think that's that's helped so much. Everybody could use a therapist. Every single person could Absolutely. use a therapist. Absolutely. Because you don't even know you need therapy. That's how effed up you are. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. So, you know, trying to be myself and, like, fix everything myself, I realized, like, no. And you've seen me. He's 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 so good. He got out the boxing mitts one day, like you know, and, like, well, he'd make me punch out my anger and sadness because it would just hit you. Like, and that's why I know it was, like, PTSD, you know, because I never processed anything anything as soon as the gym closed down I had a baby and then it was just like oh wow the year anniversary of losing my gym okay and then the year anniversary of having the baby okay now I'm that was around the same time everything so the summer was hot and I don't care about everybody's opinions on politics and Mm -hmm. every single current event I don't watch news for a reason because it's negative and I'm uh I don't I don't like to see the hate hatefulness so I'm off social media until I feel like like I'm strong enough to be on it one but also two really have something to promote and say because um like what you know just this this journey in general I'm gonna I'm gonna be back to help you guys for sure I'm not gonna run a gym I don't think but you know I I was doing even virtual training before and I stopped doing that because I can't really even like sit for periods of time like that. So I'm, I'm my number one goal and all I can foresee right now is going into remission, which we need to say this. Ready? Coach Casey will go into remission. Ready? Go. One, two, three. Coach, Coach Casey, Casey will go, go into, into remission. remission. Coach Casey, Casey will go into remission. Coach Casey, Casey will go into remission. I don't call you Coach. No, you better say it loud. You know what? 
I'm, I'm so sorry, sorry but, but my this is what I miss the most is being a freaking coach because yelling positive stuff all the time is who I am. And that's why I, I know John said a question because Luigi asked you guys what you want to talk about. Yeah. We'll get to that soon. And uh, like what keeps me hype. And it's just like I, I just I'm not like that every day all day. Am I? Just when people are around you. Oh, yeah. Other people make me hype, I guess. And I love I, I love vibing and. Yeah, that's like that's what I'm trying to. That's what I was trying to be the change I want to see. I was trying to give it to other people online. I'm like, you know what? I can't sit there and encourage everybody when I'm dying inside, and all I really needed was some teammates to to pet me up. But but we were like few and far between, you know. And it was like, gosh, at the same time, I did have these thoughts like, well, if I still had the gym, and just say if I had the gym, so I'm was going through something like this, the amount of encouragement i would have felt but i felt very isolated and alone case as people do even if you had the gym it would have still been the same it would have been everything would have been worse because i needed to yell and i needed people to yell of course but that's not that helped you but that's not gonna save your depression no no i'm just saying that that team aspect is what i miss the most you miss it absolutely that's why we're trying to keep it clean for our young listeners too we miss all the kids we miss everybody you know but all I care about is how I'm going to continue my own personal journey. I look at this as a major hard reset and a transformation into whatever beautiful butterfly uh, wings that I grow because I've been pulled back a lot, as we've said. I'm but a, you... Like a butterfly. So you're taking the medication that you're on now. Oh. So we'll go. let's go into that a little bit. <laughs> So the medication that you're on for the, sh- the shot, you took it this yes. morning, but okay, you, so you couldn't take it for... Yeah, because Luigi got COVID. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, we all did. Yeah, technically. So The whole family guys. got COVID. It's kind of interesting, right? And one of the things we were talking about earlier today, uh, Luigi and I, is that, you know, why is the, the news just wants to perpetuate the fear, but yet where's the encouragement of be healthy and live a good lifestyle because that helps you fight off everything, right? So yeah. anyways, so... I was told I have to start immunosuppressants, which is basically a shot of uh, live biologic, they call it, which is going to block whatever mechanism is causing the inflammation. Um, anyways, so I was nervous. I was. This is kind of what broke me. I was very nervous about yeah, starting I'm, this. Yeah. Very nervous because of COVID especially. And then also I needed my son to start VPK. I'm sorry. He's four years old. And I I knew that part of my healing was to be able to have more time for myself. I can't be on demand 24-7, especially a four-year-old. Not only that, he needs to be around kids. He's so brilliant, this kid. I can't challenge him enough. I'm barely holding myself together, you know. And Kids need to be around kids. I wanted alone time with Amelia too. It worked out great. Like that's what I'm saying. You got to figure out for yourselves, guys. What steps you need to take to address yours? Mine was seeing a therapist, getting in the sauna. Um, I started an antidepressant slash anxiety medicine, which is just supposed to even you out, you know. And I, I that was something else. I was always very, you know, adamant about not doing that. And I'm glad I did, you know, because it's just something I don't have to think about. Well, you know what? There's no reason to. There's no shame in that there's because not. when people are going through a lot of mental issues, especially you that you've exhausted all of your options and it was recommended that you go on these medications yeah this medication to help your your brain yeah why not well, you know not it's not resorting to it like you you 
are an advocate for exercise, for health, for fitness, for wellness, you've exhausted all your options, and yet there's still a piece missing. It's just an additional piece to the puzzle, the way that I look at it. And I know there's a lot of people, there's stigma behind taking antidepressants, but if you need something, you need it. And the beauty of our country and our society is that we have access to being healthy and to certain medications to when it's needed. So, yes, go ahead. No, it's just, it's true. And that's why, you know, my goodbye message was like, look at, look at my life. Like, look at all the things that happened. I should have broke down a lot earlier. And I did. I had plenty of breakdowns crying, but it was like over a kitchen sink so that I can turn the corner and continue playing with my kids. You know what I mean? Like, and I I mean, there are several close friends that, and actually, I wanted to give a shout out to Zita because she's kind of the only one I could tell that I had cancer and just be hugged by and talk about it because I was so scared at the time of even telling people because I didn't want to be reminded of the fear and the sadness that they would have felt. Yeah. Like as a reflection, you know, and so. Yeah, I mean, and you have a lot of people that love you and care for you, but Zita um, can take it. Yeah. And she was she was really there for me. And she had a new baby, so she understands everything. And, um, you know, I'm I I'm like we said, quality of life. I I just is what it comes down to. And I tried everything in my own way. And I ended up losing way too much weight that I was comfortable with and that also broke me because I look in the mirror and I I looked as pathetic as I felt I had lost so much weight and I had like I just didn't I never I know but like no you make me laugh the way you say it no because I was just like it just it I looked miserable I felt miserable because you weren't pathetic no but I I just I looked how I felt I got you I got you miserable in pain and just unhappy because I everything was being taken away. I X'd out alcohol. I X'd out this. I X'd out that. And and you know what? I love me some alcohol. But, mm-hmm. you know, moderation, of course. But, like, I, I was doing all these things, and I was still in pain and still miserable. So it's like, no, I need the medicine. So I got on, I, I, I upped my hormones, number one. Yeah, the hormones That was the most fixed. important thing to yeah. me. Stabilize my hormones, right? I got more hormones. Hormones. <laughs> I got more hormones. <laughs> that was important. And then I started some kind of a anti, it's more anti-anxiety for me is what really what it was for for me because um, I was just, you know, you try to control everything in an attempt to feel in control of what's happening. And yeah, I think I should have been on this for a while now, but it's meant specifically for postpartum or postmenopausal. Yeah. So let's not forget, I'm postpartum. You're postpartum. I'm also postmenopausal. Menopausal. Yeah, because right? yeah, because you went into It'll menopause. You went into menopause. Congratulations. Yeah. So got <laughs> so got on that medication. I don't remember what it's called. And I take that daily. And now estradiol or something. No, no, no. That's my hormones. Oh, okay. So then the next step was starting to take the immunosuppressant shots. So that but was a big worry for you. That was a huge worry. My son's starting VPK. First off, guys. We were also moving. Okay, yeah. we do everything out all all the time. Life is busy. This since yeah, we, we sold the house. Him, obviously, come on, we sold our house, made more than we could have ever thought. Thank you for the for one thing that happened very positive during this pandemic, because it allowed us to shift our whole lives. And I needed to get out of Broward County for myself. And so that we is sold a the personal house. Choice that my husband and I, you know, again, if we had the gym, never would have even considered. Yeah, we wouldn't have never moved. 
And so it's been great for my healing. And I like, if you feel the same way, I do want to put this out there. If you feel the same way, like you need to leave your certain environment, then, then you probably should, because that was instrumental for my healing. And Marco started VPK and now I got to go to OCR world. So I'm going to be traveling. So let me just wait to take this first immunosuppressant until after OCR worlds. So that's where I'm at. And the day I got back from Worlds, I which I, she did very well. Let's explain how you I did. Did you well? Um, because my body wanted to. I I had that that grit, and I had f- so much fun, so much fun. Shout out to my housemates, Sarah, Ben, John, Catalina, Ratasha. We all did awesome and had the best time. And it was good to feel like a team again, and just goof off. And the reason, even to them, I'm sure they're like confused, having lived with me a couple days, where. I wasn't in pain as much because I was constantly moving and taking care of myself and stretching. I didn't and up and go straight to holding a you weren't holding the baby seventeen pound child twenty pounds whatever yeah. yeah she's twenty pounds we weighed her today aww yeah um so yeah I did well I did uh, like top ten in the the eight eight no top ten overall in I the think. rig I honestly don't remember because I kind of checked out from what it meant. It, I knew it was going to be my last one. And, you know, I could take a hint, guys, because my gym t- <laughs> was taken away and now my ability to do these things in a safe manner is taken away. So, OCR, you got to go. And I'm I'm actually, it sounds terrible. I've grieved. I understand. It's been a process. And that's why I had to do it. I don't think that's Not in front happen. of everybody. Well, you. everybody says that that's heard me say that. But that's where I'm at. I don't. I don't want to risk. You're there right fractures. now. You're there right now. Yeah, I. I don't feel good, and I. N- I can't foresee anything until I feel good. So, Coach Casey will go into remission. So, Just Coach Casey. Once in a while, guys, please. I could really appreciate. Coach it. Casey came back from the trip from Vermont. Did very well. Top ten. I don't know if it was overall or age group. But no, she did it was. Very well. I did. I barely. I missed the podium for my age group, but I got top ten overall. That's what happened. Yeah. So Casey did very well. Four minutes. Yeah. And I mean, I saw some strong, some of our strong South Florida ladies out there. Um, they got stuck on one obstacle that I got through, and that's that's what happened. And um, and it took me two tries though. But yeah, like I was just, you know me. I'm like, uh, come on, man. My nervous system has been doing this stuff for a long time. So regardless how much I was a- actually able to train for this, I like I it, like I got a lot in me to take out on there, and knowing it was my last time. I was just I was just there to have fun. Yeah. You know, and that's why I don't I kinda don't care about the results. It, it's it's my swan song, as I've been saying. Mm-hmm. Look it up, guys, because every a lot of people have asked me that too when people text me and I say that was my swan song. It's just basically like your last performance as an artist. Well, it's not your last. No, I don't think it will be. Because you got you got you got a few more things you gotta do. Right now, that I, it's foreseeable future is all I keep saying. So, yeah. and and also, I think in general, like I'd love to come to Goliath. That's coming up, or Manny's even one to one fitness you guys. Soldier Rush in November. Look at look into it. It's in Parkland. They do a great event, and it's all for the community and for veterans. Um, but I I don't I, I, need, I think I need to stay out of the scene. Even you know, as part of my healing right now, it's it's important to me to not, as I say, you know be a kid in a candy store in a sense that like it's just going to torture myself, you know, such as seeing other people succeed and doing better in their obstacles right now when I can't, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons why social media is actually 
very bad for you. And the, and I don't miss it at all. And the further you're away from it, the better your mindset for you, I believe. And also the more you realize how freaking weird it is. Well, it's got to be utilized as a tool. It's got to yes. be util- If you're sure. doing a business, utilize it as that. If you're utilizing it as fun, as recreation, limit it. Right, but... Uh, That's the problem. Right. And, and, and I'm guilty of it. You know, you go on your phone and you start scrolling. Well, it's a, it's, it's just a habit that people don't yeah. even, I, I mean, don't that even was the one thing. It. it was just my fingers wanted to find the app, but I deleted the app, you know? Um, and so that was a thing. I still have Facebook Messenger. I don't have any friends. I never did. It's just, if you want to message me through Facebook, you can. Or Coach Casey at iCloud.com is my email. But, um. Or you can message me. Yeah, or On Instagram. Wrestle your Luigi <laughs> on Instagram. That's funny. So, whatever. I'm going to wrestle my own Luigi. Don't, nobody else is allowed to do that. <laughs> we have idiot. a vow. <laughs> what a fool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so now you got back from OCR oh, World Championships. OCR Worlds. Thank you for so you were fine. Track. So, I did great. You did great. And um, I didn't have any pain because I was able to keep stretching and moving and just like, and have fun with people. And, and we had so much fun, so much laughs. And, um, the next day I took my first shot and then I am the shot of your, of the immunosuppressant, which was a big deal. I had a, the, I had to face, t- they s- assign you a nurse. That's how like they want to monitor you and assign you a nurse. I got, I actually couldn't take it right away anyways, because I got flagged in the system as still having cancer. So there was like, it was a drawn out process to even get the thing delivered to you cold. Right. And, uh, with insurance and just their protocols so a lot of the things we didn't talk about is the multiple doctors Casey saw before she Too actually many. got the right consensus and the right diagnosis for for Everything. for mainly for ankylosing spondylitis and also for your the issues getting your hormones and the medications and well, prescriptions no doctor black is an amazing no, amazing yes. doctor but i had to get i had to get my mental well-being medicine from him because i couldn't even like it's so healthcare is terrible, terrible. I was seeing a therapist, not a psychiatrist. And then you know my my regular doctor's out of town. They can fit you in a month from now. It's like come on. Like or how about I getting an appointment with a room? Getting get an appointment. Getting an appointment with a rheumatologist. It was months. Months. Three months. Wait to get to get an appointment and that then, was FaceTime. And then you went to the wrong location because they didn't have the right location. Oh, that's right. It was a nightmare. Dude, and then also it I had non-stop. scans on my, I had, a, I had a little lump on my boobie and I was terrified that's of that too. That's another thing. See, there's another layer of this that people didn't know that at the same time, I'm about to start these immunosuppressants. I have OCR worlds in a month, which I didn't, I wasn't really, I was just like more scared about the flight. Like the big deal was just going there, not even the performance. I didn't care. Yeah. And, um, uh, what's it called? But at the same time of having the six-month cancer scans, I also had to check the thing on my breast. Which was what? A two-month ordeal because yeah. we had to get you a doctor. Oh, my gosh. They, I got had to get an appointment. They, they fucked up the appointment. Excuse my language. It was... It, it was, and it was, and then I went to the rheumatologist and they're like, oh, he doesn't work at this one yet. And it's just like, why are you guys sending me here? And it's so, this day of doctor's appointments that I have my kids, my grandpa watching the kids or, you know, whatever. And like, it's just your like, dad. they just screw with you. They don't care your number. So if you feel like that, change your doctor, change and change again. But it's luckily not, it was, those it people, was people I made front. an impact because I started crying when it, when it came to the breast doctor. I started crying because it was the second doctor appointment that I was like, what do you mean I'm not going to see the doctor? And it was because they needed the MRI I had, which they never had sent over and never told me to bring a copy of. So 
you know, people are just lazy. They're just, everyone's having a hard time doing the basics these days of their job because I think everyone's going through their own emotional stuff in their head. Yeah. You know? Everyone. Same with these damn takeout food places. Oh, the worst. They're so slow. They, they don't sh- care. They screw up the orders constantly. What the heck? Right. And takeout's supposed to be your livelihood since Corona happened. So get it together, guys. Yeah, come on, restaurants. Anyways, so. I feel uh, bad because some of them don't have enough help. Yeah, I know. That's the thing is, like, they got to get what they can get because of everything. It's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm going to say this. After my first shot, I actually developed shingles. And I knew it was dun, shingles because I've had it in the past. <laughs> and this is where the story gets very interesting because this is just a few weeks ago, right? The last week of September. I got shingles, got put on antivirals, which is actually herpes medicine, Valtrex. So, guys. Herpes. Yeah. Shout out to you because if you've taken that, you have a layer of extra protection from COVID. We don't know that. Don't say that. Um, Well, okay. Everyone was always scared of me getting this because I'm a – technically, I'm – what is it? High risk. No, I'm just like a high-risk person at this point because I've had cancer and I have autoimmune disease. So, the idea of me getting COVID – is bad, and that's why I got the vaccine. And the vaccine threw me, but at the same time, I didn't have any reaction when Luigi got it and the kids got it and they tested positive. I didn't even test positive. I was on the antivirals the same week they're going through it, and they were they were they were good, thank God. Yeah, Casey was on the Valtrex, which is the antiviral for the shingles, and that week. I tested positive for COVID and I had symptoms for about 36 hours and Marco had symptoms and Amelia had symptoms and Marco tested positive and Casey was positive for the antibodies, but it was just a weird, crazy yeah. coincidence that she happened to be on an antiviral medication. It hasn't been tested through COVID, but it was a weird, crazy coincidence that she was on it and there's a possibility that it that it reduced. Yeah, go ahead. There's a strong possibility that just answer the freaking call. <laughs> I'll mute you. It was a strong possibility that she, uh, that it, it it attacked COVID. Just saying. And you can't predict that. You can't predict that when you're going to get, uh, you can't be on Valtrex all the time and then assume you're going to get COVID. So whatever. It was just a crazy coincidence that she was on it, got COVID, didn't get any symptoms. I think she had a stuffy nose. But, you know, you get stuffy noses with kids when kids are in school. That's just how it works. So that happened. And you're good. Yeah, sorry. That was I'm. I, it's it's such the healthcare in general. This is another BS thing that um my my hormones have to be switched every couple of days, right? It's a sticker on, on my belly. Well, they like to make sure you're almost completely out of the the medication before they will give you new one. So healthcare is just so messed up because I'm on my last patch and. I'm if I don't have a patch on, I go immediately into menopause in a violent way. Like think of how you feel when you when you're pregnant at first and very like nauseous all the time. It's like that. It's terrible. It's how I've known that it's been off of me. Like it's just fallen off of me one day. I'm I'm gonna like seriously contact. I want to contact the, the the company that creates that patch, and I'd like to contact them and see if we can get it directly because. I would like to get like a six month supply or a year supply because I think it's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. They, they give me three month supply, but anyways, I, I f- the pharmacies never have it, so I got it mail ordered, and that was them calling, so that's why I had to answer that. Anyways, so uh, now I got I'm getting all my uh, prescriptions through the mail, which everybody else should because you know those the pharmacies they're busy and 
people have to get them that way. If you can get them mailed to you, that's probably the best thing. Um, anyways, so. So, yeah, we got COVID. Yeah. In case I, th- I explained how you were on the yeah. antiviral and we're all on the other other side of it. We all had minor symptoms. I mean, I had the chills, you know, this. Uh, what did I have? I lost my sense of taste you and had smell. Every symptom, every yeah. single symptom, but like short lived. Yeah, I got it back in three days. Lost your smell and taste, and yeah, I was weird. Yeah, well, that I, one we I were huff- nervous for actually. I, I was nervous. I was, and my dad was for you because I you're an Italian man who eats a lot. I still ate a lot. Yeah. I still ate, and I love and, it. and it was <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we're talking about the, the wait, pie wait, eating contest. Wait, wait, yeah. All right. Oh, you tell him. So no, we we ended up going to a a fall festival. What did Marco call it? The what? Spookfest. Spookfest. So he just thought it was the spook. The <laughs> <So he's laughs> fest. Oh, let's go to the spookfest. So anyway, we go to the spookfest and we find out in advance. Casey looked it up. There's a pie eating contest. She's like, "You have to do this." It's like, "I'll do a pie eating contest." I, I, you know, I was like, "I was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I could eat." I was like, "I like to eat. I enjoy eating cakes, pies, dessert, whatever." It's like if it was a pull-up contest, I'd be like, nah, I'm out. Listen, I like to exercise and train and challenge myself, but I don't like to do that. Like, I don't like to do things like that. It's different. I don't know. With 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 pies and whatever. Don't don't, don't rush me along. That's how I tell stories. Anyway, so we get there. I'm ready to go. We've been on for an hour. Relax. Okay. We will do a little bit of Q and A after this. Anyway, I've been on. Been ready. We're ready to go. Eight o'clock. We're at the food trucks. You know what? Let's go over. Let's go. We go over there. I go to the sign-up at the stage. There's like 10 little, like probably six-year-olds up there at a pot. And I'm like, what the heck is this? I'm like, this is weak. I'm like, I can't even. And there's a dad next to me. He's like, what did you go ahead? Take it away. Oh, yeah. There was another dad. And we're like, is the, I asked them. I was like, is the adult one after this? Because it was like at 7.58. They started it, not even at 8 p.m. And the guy's like, no, man, he's, he, he put his name in, too, and he's hoping he didn't get called either. But we all kind of were vibing that we – can the adults have one thing? Like, can they just eat some pie? Like, the adult want like, – That would have been way more of a show. There was no adults – listen, awesome kids area, like, the bounce houses, everything was all for kids, and we love that. But there was no beer, and there was no pie-eating contest for adults. And you we had planned our day around getting the there pie. at 8 p.m. for, for the, the pie-eating contest. And we made Marco stay up past his bedtime, like all that stuff, just for the stupid pie-eating contest. Amelia was still recovering because they tested negative, so everyone was good to go. Yeah, right. we were all tested negative, actually. So, anyway, yeah, next time, if you're going to have a pie-eating contest, don't make it for kids. Because kids don't eat pie. No, Would they have a slice? a kid eating pie, and they're just going to cheat. All of them. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You ask a oh, kid to walk as fast as they can, they all going to run. Like, come on. Like, oh, yeah. It's like going to slide all down their shirts. They don't like, come on, it. man. Do it for the adults Let's next time. guys eat some pie. Yeah, or even some women. <laughs> I know there's women they could eat. Uh, who's ever having a uh, Manny's having an OCR next? Uh, we should do a pie-eating contest. Soldier Rush. Have a pie-eating contest for... You know, the... Um, First responders. For the homeless or something. For the homeless. That's terrible. No, Why would you do... No, no, no. I don't mean like eating contest for the I homeless? I mean, like, bring a can of food to enter it, you know, or something. Oh, okay, okay. Everyone should just bring a can of food there anyways. I'll tell Manny. Just bring <laughs> some food. Thanksgiving's coming up. Right? That's actually that's a good idea. Yeah, everyone should do something. I remember they used to collect shoes at OCRs, and they don't even do that anymore, a lot of them. But, you know, if you're getting people together, like, they can all give something, too. It's He's going to have idea. a free course for kids, so... That's if you like you got a little kid, they have a free course that's separate this An time. An obstacle course? Yeah. A okay. little small mini one. And yeah. then you can maybe maybe I will show up so I can collect some food for people. 
Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Anyways, um, okay, so now uh, fast forward, nobody's got COVID, and I just took my second shot for the first time today, so I'm really hoping I get relief from it because this is how I can hopefully go into remission and be a normal functioning person from day to day because, um, you know, there's some scary stories out there. I, like I said, I'm not deep diving, but, you know, I do know anatomy, and uh, I know what I got to do, and one of those things is, you know, movement. Sauna is important for me, and um, yeah, sauna is a uh, sauna helps you a lot, doesn't it? It helps me an incredible amount, and that's why. And that's why we bought we got, one. We got really lucky with our with our house since Fort Lauderdale selling because it's probably something we're going to invest in because we already it invested it. I already so bought it. Much, um, yeah, it's going in the garage with our with our gym. What up, Westlake? <laughs> and um, that's Devin. Devin, I know if, if you're listening, you were the one that. Devin, Devin, yeah, yeah. shout out to you, Devin, because she always said it from day one with the rheumatoid arthritis, and girl, you are so right, and we're so grateful that, you know, yes, God definitely positioned us in the right places at the right time, because now I can actually, you know, have a sauna at my house, which is instrumental for the way I function and feel. Like, I did the sauna today before this, and I'm not, I had a really bad night with, with, with my daughter, she's just a crazy person sometimes, (laughs) <laughs> and it hurts my body, of course. And so I didn't sleep as well, and that doesn't help. Uh, and actually, sleeplessness is like, um, you know, one of the things, I guess. Anyways, <laughs> but before we move on, I know yeah. I think we're gonna we're gonna do some Q and A after this because I, I put up a post on Instagram what questions they would want to ask you. Um, we'll make it quick, okay? Because then we'll in the part two. Hey we'll guys, ask, shout we'll out to everyone that submitted a question, <laughs> and even if you didn't. You still can at some point. You know, I live with this guy. So, this is, okay, this is the text message that Casey sent me where I said that Casey, you can't understand what she says because she thinks you're in her head when she sends you a text message. Oh, here it is. So, she goes, she goes to get her her nails done. She's going to get her pedicure. And she sends me a video of the place where she got her nails done. And it's like uh, an old mall. With like a bunch of statues of horses, because the city that we live in the, right now, it's the winter equestrian capital of the Wellington! world. Wellington, it's so beautiful out really here. Really cool place. Anyway, not a lot of people, and that's so what there's a lot of ho- there's a lot of horses, and there's horse these horse monuments in this wall, mall that she went to. So she goes, she sends me a message and says, "Can you make the bacon?" Okay, fine. And she says, "I came to a place in the old Wellington Mall that could take me right away. Check this out." I have no idea which they could take me right away. And she sends me a video of an empty mall with just statues of horses. So I'm, and then she says, creepy. So I'm like, okay. And I said, take you with a question mark. And then she goes for pedicure. We never talked about it in person. I was like, isn't it obvious? I said, I'm going to get a pedicure, but okay. But she also went to other stores and then she goes, I said, take you question mark. She goes for pedicure. And I said, you need to understand that people, parentheses, including myself, have no idea what you're talking about when you send texts. And she says, let my ass off. I told you I was going for a pedicure. I know. I didn't forget that. I said. All right. Enough. So. That's good good and well. I mean. Questions and answers. I came to a place in the old Wellington Mall that could take me right away. Check this out. Creepy. (laughs) I mean, you're such a wacko. Like. talked about in person it wasn't explained to me I, it's, it's I'm like 
I don't understand how people don't get me, but now I People totally don't get you through text message. Our family says that all the time. Yeah. It's hilarious. So, Q&A. All right, we'll, we'll get through a few, and then the next, the part two, we'll get through the rest of them or some yeah, other ones. Yeah, another time. We got to move on. All right, so I'm going to go to how much strength that. training did you incorporate when training for O-course competitions? For OCR? Yes, oh. obstacle course competitions. Well, okay, so I, I know you, you told me that um Carson submitted this one. Shout out yeah. to him. Because, uh, you know, he trains elite Marines and Army and all that stuff. Not, yeah, different people. Not Marines. Well, he used to. I mean, uh, I meant but go ahead. in general. Um, anyways, but, uh, you know, if you had come to ATP, which he couldn't, he didn't live here, it, it's always going to be a mix of different things. You're always going to get mostly functional stuff, and that includes some strength training, like, in dynamic ways, like lifting a big 60-pound bag for a girl, for me anyways, and throwing it over your shoulder, you know, and things like that where – you can move the weight and in a cardio type of way or a functional way because, you know, you think about, like, like lifting a couch. So we do deadlifts, but then we would go run right after. So you're, you're training, you know, and he knows this, training certain fibers to behave a certain way. So you want to be the best of both worlds. You want to be aerobic, but you also want to be able to be strong, and you want to be able to carry yourself. This is why I love OCR. It's like you're the most dynamic athlete um, because – you just you got you need agility, you need speed. We've talked about this. So strength, the strength training. You know, do your favorite things. I don't have a specific day that I say. Oh, I mean, you can, you can, but like once a week, a specific just strength only. You know, um, or you could do one body pot, as Sarah would say. So what did you do? Uh, so what I would do is I always incorporate a, a main lift within a circuit. So. Like, say, deadlifts are here, and then box jumps are there, and then something else over here. But, you know, always keeping it functional movements as well, like moving heavy weight in dynamic, regular, functional patterns. So that's what you would do? Yeah, that's what we did at ATP. No, I, you. Yeah, but we we train the way I I know, but this is, ge- this is geared but, to you. Oh, so now, though, as a recovering, um, same idea. Like, I would run in between, but... I would do just one main lift, whether it was a push or a pull. Okay. And um, that would be the one where I would go heavy on for specific strength and incorporate it in, like, a hit-type circuit. Or, you know, it's kind of a complicated question, too, because I'm very in tune with my body. So I I adapt, and everybody should adapt in their training programs because you're not always going to want to feel like going for a run. So that's the day when you can do your strength training, you know, unless you're – watching your heart variability and you actually know what you're capable of, it's, you know, then, then you can find that out. But otherwise go with how you feel guys. And if you don't have the energy, sometimes you don't have to say, Oh, I'm being, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta no days off. Like that is a burnout mentality. And that's exactly where I'm not the same person I was. I was, I was burned out and I know that now and I lived a burnout lifestyle and I'm excited to burn out to not be that. No, in terms of like, you know, firing on all cylinders all the time, and well, yeah, on your days on, on on days where you don't kick the shit out of yourself, you know, yeah. go on a lower heart rate, go on a very very yeah. slow run, or and, you know, whatever, just get the blood I've flowing. And as I've always told everybody, and no athlete likes to hear this, uh, no days off is a silly mantra. I mean, it's it, no days off in the sense of one of those days is a recovery day for sure. That's how I'm no days off. 
But when people are like want to go hard all the time, that's how you burn your body out and you get injured, especially. Oh, why do I keep getting injured? Gee, do you do recovery? So, sorry. It's okay. Uh, that was not the question and answer, but, you know, we're getting yeah. there. What do you do for self-care? I do what I can when I can. So, you, I mean, and that's not every Be day. specific. So, like I say, if I can, I'd like to go to the sauna, then do my range. I'll do sauna for like 20 minutes. It takes me to get a sweat. And then um, I'll, I'll go into the racquetball court and do my range of motion, my di- dynamic warm-up that you guys know, and then do corrective exercises like... Case, you go to the gym well, for self-care. Well, I go to I'm, the... I'm, I'm breaking it down specifically for you. I mean, well, not specific no, exercise routine. No, I know, but I'm also wanting people to know, don't, like, as part of your routine, you should also... A warm-up. If I can just do myofascial release at home, that's what I'll do, meaning lacrosse ball or foam roller. And so that's part of self-care, making sure that you always eat and take your supplements, of course, and just, you know, making sure your mental health is taken care of because being stagnant doesn't do anything for your mindset. So listen to what you need to listen to, whether it's a podcast or music, and just find ways to entertain that person. I'm, I've, I've lost myself a lot because, you know, who's Coach Casey now? I don't know. Figure that one out. Well, what else? For self-care, can I say also you go do your nails? Yeah, pedicure. You get in that massage chair. I go for the massage chair. <laughs> do your hair. You get your hair done for show. But, I mean, that's not like a daily. You get an IV drip. Oh, the IV drips, yes. That's, um, that's something that I just started because it makes me feel better about putting immunosuppressants in myself that I'll get a. I'll get a pump. Okay. Um, that and question was from is, that is was whatever you need it to be. That was from Sarah. Aww, we'll say Sarah's Sarah. name. You know what I do, girl? Come on, Devin. We're gonna have to go into this one on the second one on the part two, our first date. Oh yeah, Devin. That's funny. And we'll, we'll, we're gonna answer that on the second one because we're gonna have to close it out soon. I want to get probably two more easy ones. Yeah, I need to eat. Um, let's see. Like pacing at this point, I guess. I know you are. This is me when I get my hair done too. I just I hate. If if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh gosh, that is a very complicated question. One food. Luigi, what do you think? Me? Smoothies count? Fruit smoothies? That is pathetic. Oh, just trying to think of something I like to have every day. You want to know mine? Yeah. Yeah. Pizza. Pizza. I will eat pizza every single day. Tacos. Three, three times a day for the rest of my life. Tacos. Okay. I could do that with tacos too, but pizza was the first thing that came to my mind. Because pizza is very versatile. But I'll eat a, a margarita pizza every single day, three times a day. I'll eat it five times a day. Okay. Um, what else you got? Oh, favorite food? Nah. What's your favorite OCR race? Honestly, the... the World Championships, the, when we did Noram, it was amazing. I mean, they have the best obstacles because they're obstacles that come from every race, like even around the world. So it's just an incredible race. They do a great event, um, except they didn't have, like, water at the end this year, which is weird. But uh, other than that, Savage Race, come on now. Savage Race, guys, go do it if you've never done it. It's in Central Florida. Yeah, but you can't take away anything from Spartan because Spartan's the OG and Spartan. Oh, Spartan is is – I don't. I can't even count them. That's other than Spartan, is what I mean. Yeah. Because Spartan, everyone knows. 
Um, it's not my favorite because I like the band system, obviously, because I'm better at obstacles than I am at running. Yeah. Um, I have a, a couple funny questions, but I don't think. Sure. <laughs> Can I ask the one that my friend asked? Uh, yeah. All right. What's it like to be married to such an effing panty-dropping stud like Luigi? Ooh. Well, if you know, you know. He knows. You tell me, sir. What's he doing to you? <laughs> what haven't I done to him? Uh oh. Uh, what is this? Should I be worried? No. He lives in Wellington. Oh god. I'm gonna hang out with him. No, we were in the same class. Um All right. Well, all right, that's it. We're gonna yeah, close no, it out. I actually we'll, wanna, we're gonna ask the question. Can I say something to just close out? The reason why I actually like I said, like of course I've lost myself. Who wouldn't? And it's okay to, but and you don't have to be the same person. People change and I've learned that through therapy. And you know, and stop moving the the cord, babe. Oh, I'm sorry. Just stay still. I've learned that through therapy, and you know, you also you don't like just because everyone says something is normal doesn't mean that it is. AKA social media. Like I, I, if you like it, and do it. But if it doesn't make you feel good, then don't do it. And if it if it affects your mindset, especially because number one is your mindset. Whatever you're going through, it's gonna keep raining. It the rain will stop, and then guess what? It's gonna rain again. I mean, maybe I'm a pessimist at this point in that way, or it's realism. But the fact is that you gotta you gotta look at those blessings and goals that are coming to you, and just stay focused in any way, no matter what you believe in. It, you gotta believe in something because if fear takes over as your main thought, I'm afraid to do this. I don't want to. Uh, I can't do this. I'm not capable, and just all the negativeness that comes with fear. You're not gonna you're not gonna move forward in any way, and that it's up to you. Nobody's coming. You are the only one that can take advice in and actually put that to work. And I've learned that the hard way, and I'm sure you guys all have as well, especially during this pandemic. You cannot count on other people to make you feel the way you need to feel. I'm sorry. And take care of yourself first. Because you if you're not well, yeah. the people around you aren't going to be well. Schedule it because you set the tone for your household, okay? And you got to make sure you're taken care of and you got to communicate with your partner and make sure that you know that you guys need each other to, to he push he literally pushes me out the door sometimes he's because I'll be like wanting to skip like oh, I don't feel too bad and he's like go you need to go just go and it's good because it gets me out the door you know so encourage each other encourage everyone you see everyone's fighting their own battle you know that you don't know what they're dealing with guys that's it that's part one of coach Casey episode 38 Russell, your perception podcast. Go ahead, Case. What do you got? You want to oh. say something? And uh, my dad wanted me to touch on the topic, but I feel like that's better for a part two. What? Oh, okay. Oh, we'll save it for part we two. Are moving to Westlake is the big thing. We were able to find a new city in Florida that's just uh, a little bit further than Wellington, and it's a nice new place. It's only six square miles, and you know. We were blessed in that way that we've been able to take advantage of, like, the housing market and sell our home and come out on top. And that is something, actually, that has given me hope this entire time is the community and dream of being in Westlake with my family and and knowing that. And, you know, sometimes when – if you have a really dark channel on in your head and you need to just switch the tune, 
like for me, I would just start watching design shows or yeah. looking up on Pinterest things to, you know, uh, for the design. Like the, I and the, having that goal has been essential to, to me feeling something to believe in. Whatever it is, you need something to believe in that is outside yourself, so that you can prosper in whatever situation you're given. And for me right now, it's a silent season. And I will be back to help people, and I know that. I'm just just letting it simmer, baby. Because That's it. I gotta get this figured out. All right, guys. Rest of your perception, episode 38. Coach Casey. We'll see you on part two. This was part one. Part one, part two will be episode 39. And remember, take care of yourself first. Everything else will come. Take care, guys.